Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, founder and CEO of Scouts Agency, a female-focused PR agency that specializes in the medium of podcasting. I also live with bipolar disorder. From being a college dropout to a business owner, I have garnered up the healing tools from living with a mental illness to build my entrepreneurial life. Welcome to my podcast, where I ramble about mental health tips, entrepreneurial strategies, and mindset shifts so that you can live your life of purpose. I am the emotional entrepreneur. And thank you for being here. Let's get into the episode, shall we? Hello and welcome to Scout Podcast. I'm Scout, your host. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm dealing with a little bit of throat chakra blockage. I feel as if I'm out of breath when I speak. I... I'm not super in my power with with my messaging and the way I'm articulating myself and I'm sensing a really, really deep throat chakra blockage. So I am chanting OM, I am doing all the things, I am trying to unblock this constriction that is in my throat that is, you know, definitely a factor of having anxiety and definitely just a factor of the fact that I'm using my voice so significantly on this podcast, on OKSIS podcast, with my mental health challenge on Instagram stories. And with all of that, I want to make sure that what I'm saying is impactful and intentional. And I think maybe some limiting beliefs, maybe some self-doubt is coming up. So just wanted to give you, you know, start this episode with a little throat chakra update. Um, Yeah, you guys know me. I love thinking about emotional blocks within the chakra system. It helps me really visualize. It helps me identify where my emotions live on a physical scale and all of that. Last year was all about my root chakra. And I think this year it's really about my throat chakra as I publish my book, which guys, I saw the design mock-up today. It's incredible. I'm so excited. So that's just a little bit about what I'm going through right now that, you know, just thought I would let you know. But today is the part two of the Ask Me Anything. I posted the first one on Saturday as a kind of bonus episode to kickstart mental health awareness month. And let me just say the challenge that I'm running, the May mental health challenge, you guys all emailed me your intentions on Saturday and I just sat at my computer 
completely blown away by this community, completely blown away by how vulnerable and intimate and courageous and brave you all are. I was reading these intentions and I couldn't believe, one, how much you opened up to me, and two, it made me feel less alone. It made me feel as if I found my people who really are willing to prioritize themselves and really are willing to do the work. And as I was reading these intentions, I really had this moment of, holy shit, this is what what we've created. This is the type of energy I'm attracting and I could not be more proud of this community. I am just so grateful. It has touched me so incredibly. And yesterday, um, for day number two, it was a breathing challenge. And I remember sitting on my couch and being anxious and being like, oh yeah, the mental health challenge, the main mental health challenge. And so while originally I set out to sincerely create this for you guys, I realized how much I need it too. So in that, it has been such a gift. If you have not signed up, don't worry. You can still sign up and join us for the rest of the month. The uh, sign up link is in the show notes as well as in the link in bio at Scout Sobel on Instagram. And I'm also having a blast doing some close friends Instagram stories, doing some you know, exclusive, very, very specific mental health content. And since it's close friends, I almost feel as if I don't need to show up even, you know, I'm not a very curated person on Instagram, but I feel even less pressure to be curated. So whenever I have a mental health topic, I just come on and chat. You know, I did it before I washed my face and then while my face mask was sitting on me. And so in that sense, I just want to thank you for allowing me space to so be myself, to not think about, oh, this is social media. It really is a place, close friends through this challenge that I am finding myself in a very pure form. And so I just want to say thank you for giving me that opportunity. So if you haven't joined, I hope you will join me. The rest of May is going to be fabulous. I am so excited. And in the spirit of that, let's get into part two of the Ask Me Anything. I posted something on Instagram and wanted to get to a few more since I got a a bunch of really, really great questions. So let's go to the first one. How to identify limiting beliefs. A limiting belief for me is anything that's holding me back, anything that presents itself as fact or presents itself as a permanent parameter of life is something that I like to believe is a limiting belief. So whenever you think about your life and what you want, so for example, um, let's just talk about money real quick. Let's use that as an example. If you believe that in your position in life, you can't get past X amount of monthly revenue a month, that's a limiting belief. Anything that has a end growth cap and anything that isn't expansive or anything that tells you you can't have something that you desire. So it could be relationships. I am unworthy of a relationship with a loyal partner that is healthy and supportive. A limiting belief is really someplace that is not allowing you to take that next step further and push the glass ceiling even farther or shatter it altogether. So I would really check out areas of your life where you feel as if you've hit that ceiling, where you feel as if you cannot go any further and you're telling yourself that you can't. That's a limiting belief. Another way to identify limiting beliefs is to try on positive affirmations that feel good to you. This is how I discovered 
my limiting belief of I am not safe in my emotions. I heard the positive affirmation, I am safe in my emotions, and it just was as if when I heard it, I was getting a warm hug from the universe and I knew immediately that that's what I needed to hear because the opposite of that, I am not safe in my emotions, was my limiting belief. So try on some positive affirmations that feel expansive yet like, wait, is that really possible? You know, like I can afford a two-bedroom apartment or I can have a career and be a mom really, truly limiting beliefs just create these parameters, these boxes. It confines us into a belief system that is not necessarily true. Once we recognize that anything and everything is possible in this lifetime, that abundance is the true, true source of energy, the true source of creation, the true source of the universe. When we really, really understand that limits are self-imposed, that they're not real, is when we get to play in bigger dreams, bigger manifestations, and it's when we push our lives to these other limits where we get to play beyond them. So I would really take a look at where you think there's a cap, where you think you can't move any further. That's probably a limiting belief. And then I would also try on some positive affirmations and see which ones you either A, so badly want to believe, or B, feel really good in your body, or C, really kind of throw you off. Like, is that even possible? That's probably an indicator that a limiting belief is present. So I always like to think when I'm talking to my sister or my friends or even myself, and I think, well, this can't be this because X, Y, and Z, boom, limiting belief. I truly believe all things are possible in so many, so many ways. And so when I think that something isn't possible because of my upbringing, because of the way my parents conditioned me, because of the way society conditions us, that's a limiting belief that we get to tear down. We get to claim the fact that this life is expansive and abundant and things are so incredibly possible if we break down those limiting belief barriers that not only we harbor, but society as a whole harbors. So... I love limiting beliefs because once you start playing in the limiting belief game, you recognize how many of them there are. You recognize that society's whole framework in so many ways is a limiting belief, right? And once you're able to do that, you can recognize so quickly like, oh yeah, that's a limiting belief. And then once you've identified that, then you get to adopt the opposite, which is so expansive, which is so wild and out there, you know? For example, for me, I didn't believe that I could jump from a six-figure business to a multiple six-figure business in a year. But once I realized that that was a limiting belief, I then did that. So we only show up in our lives as far as our limiting beliefs allow us to. So once we're able to dismantle them and see opportunity as expansive as there is no cap to our growth, to our wealth, to our fulfillment, to our joy, to anything we want in this life, that's when we get to go after it. That's when the train, you get on the train and you're going bulletproof status to your dreams So yeah, maybe I should do a whole episode on limiting beliefs because they have been so transformative for me to to really, really identify them. And it comes down to really, really small things such as like, let's say you have a full-time job and then you have your side hustle and you want your side hustle to pay for your life so that you can quit your full-time job, but it's looking like it might take another year, but you just can't stay in your full-time job. You might think to yourself, well, I can't get another job because, or let's say, let's say the side hustle takes four more months. 
you might say to yourself, well, I can't get another job in just four months. Like there's no job that's going to hire me just for four months. So I'm going to sit in my full-time job that I'm miserable in for the next four months and suck it up. That's a limiting belief. There are so many seasonal opportunities, freelance opportunities. If you're willing to get creative and outside your comfort zone, there is a job that is available for four months for a shorter amount of time. If you so choose to turn off that limiting belief, you will find that those opportunities will then find you because you are open to them. So I hope that was helpful. Okay, next question. How do you get those close to you to be supportive instead of judgmental? So judgment is such an interesting topic. And a lot of the times when someone is judging you, it says more about them than it does about you. For example, my husband had these friends. They had this cookie cutter life from the outside. They had this track style home. You know, the wife didn't have to work. The husband had a really great job. They had children. It looked so beautiful. And I judged them so hard. And I realized why was I judging them? And I was judging them because I didn't have stability. I didn't have financial stability in my life, nor did I have a really great feeling of groundedness within my career. And so I judged them by finding things like, oh, well, they live in suburbia. I would never want that life. When really I was yearning for something that they did have, which was stability, which was financial stability, was familial stability was being at a point in their life where they could flourish in their career, be an incredible mom and have children. So when someone is judgmental, it says more about them than it does about you. Now, this is this is where you get to decide. Are your friends being so judgmental that it's toxic holding you back and you feel judged as a person? Because that's a relationship that you get to consider not being in anymore. I've had judgmental friends and they don't serve me. They don't enhance my life. I can't enhance theirs. And so they're not a part of my life anymore. Sometimes people are judgmental though because they just want the best for you. They're afraid that if you do that thing, you will fail. And so they want to keep you safe and surviving. And so in that case, you can look at them and say, Thank you so much for wanting me to keep me. Thank you so much for wanting to keep me safe. I appreciate that love and support so much, but you have to know that I got to do me and I would love it if you would support me in this expansion. So there's so many different spectrums of why a friend is being judgmental. Also, there's things to really think about in the sense that not all of your friends have to be on board with everything in your life or feel the need of every aspect of your life. You can have friends for different reasons. So I think the key thing here is to really assess, are these people being so judgmental that I feel as if I cannot be myself around them? I feel as if they are holding me back. I feel as if they are holding my dreams and my future back and they're not making me feel good about myself. Or are your friends just not understanding what you're doing and you get to invite them in to an expansive view of what you want your world to be? If it's toxic, you get to let them go. You don't need to have anyone that's not supportive in your life. You actually, I don't know why anyone would deserve to have someone that's not supportive in their life. That's not a fair exchange of love. That's not a fair exchange of of identifying and allowing you to be who you are. That's them trying to make you be somebody else. And that's not support. That's not friends. So you get to identify really how do they make you feel Or do they just need an invitation into your life? Do they just need a little bit more understanding of what it is you're trying to do? So if it is the former and you have a support system that is judgmental and toxic and holding you back, 
then you get to choose you and you get to go out there and put yourself in uncomfortable positions and out of your comfort zone and find the people that will support you. That's the most important thing. You deserve to have a support system that doesn't maybe understand you at all times, but supports you regardless. That's my wish for you. That's what I know is available to you. We can go back to the limiting belief. Do you believe that you deserve a supportive friend group? Because if you don't, then we get to shatter that limiting belief and replace it with, I deserve friends that love, see, and support me for who I am. We don't have to agree all the time, but they love, see, and support me for who I am. Okay, next question. How to celebrate your career and life successes when you have emotional anxiety that clouds? So the number one way to do this is to celebrate your career and life successes. It doesn't matter if you feel it. It doesn't matter if you believe it. It doesn't matter if you feel intense joy. But once you get in the habit of doing this, over time it will. So every little win that happens in the next week, no matter how small it is, I want you to just stop and say to yourself, win. Just say that, put a smile on your face and say, win. And then go back to your anxiety and go back to whatever the fuck you're doing. But when something good happens, it can be so freaking minor. Like someone you've always wanted to work with got back to you. You know, they can't hop on a call now, but they are so happy that they, you reached out, whatever. They emailed you back, win. Stop what you're doing, put a smile on your face and say, win. Or put your hand on your heart and say, win. Just do this over and over and over again for an entire week. Every single time, every minor small thing goes right. And over time, you'll get so excited by promoting the wins that it will become second nature. It's very similar to positive affirmations. We say them, but sometimes we don't believe them. I had to say I am safe in my emotions for two months over and over and over again before my body even slightly started to believe it. So the first step to celebrating your career and life successes is to make space for them by acknowledging that this is a win. You don't have to feel it. You don't have to be joyful. You can still be anxious, but you're going to acknowledge them. Try doing that. Maybe it'll take two weeks. Maybe it'll take a month. But make a habit of just stepping back, saying win every time something good happens. You'll start to realize that you're saying the word win a lot more than you thought you were. And it'll switch your perspective on these smaller things and allow you to view your life's work as a string of beautiful opportunities. So how to celebrate them? Just start recognizing them. Start identifying them. Look up from your computer, put your phone down, and say the word win out loud. DM me. I want to hear how, how that works. Give, give it a few weeks. DM me and let me know, what you, and let me know uh, your experience with that. Because I think that just by doing it, the belief and the feelings will catch up to you eventually. It'll rewire your brain and it'll show you the importance. And believe me, pretty soon you won't stop. I do it so fucking consistently that sometimes my team and my sister gets annoyed with me. But hey, I'm only here once and I'm doing what I love. I'm going to celebrate every, every aspect of it for sure. Okay, how to pursue entrepreneurship with very unsupportive parents. So I write about this in, in my book. When you start something, when you want to launch a business, et cetera, et cetera, 
you are going to receive resistance from those that you love. Your parents are going to think, why would you leave your full-time job with benefits? Do you have enough time for that? Are you sure? I don't really get that idea because they're from another generation. And so this is test number one. This is one of the, well, no, it's actually test number two. Test number one, I suppose, is pushing through the self-doubt and the fear to say, I'm doing this. And then test number two is to hold on to you, hold on to your vision when others are not supportive of you. Now, if they are unsupportive of you in a financial way and you depend on them financially, you get to support yourself financially in other ways. You get to get a job somewhere. You get to be a barista. You get to ride Uber, whatever it is. You get to be a secretary. You get an entry-level job or, you know, I don't know where you're at in life. For me, if my parents were financially unsupportive of a venture, I would get a job that doesn't require me to exercise my brain in the way that my entrepreneurial pursuits would. So I would be a barista in the morning and I would drive Postmates and listen to, you know, podcasts that educate me in my field so that I'm doing both at the same time. So financially, you get to figure out a way to stand on your own two feet so that you have complete autonomy and power over your life. If they are not supporting you financially in any way, then you get to stand emotionally and recognize, which believe me is one of the hardest things in adulthood, that you are your own person, that you are autonomous, that you are no longer dependent on what your parents want you to do. The only person you get to answer to is yourself. And they might not understand it and they might not be supportive, but you didn't come here to do things because other people thought you should do them. You came here to do things because you believe in something, because you want to do it, because you see something that is your higher purpose. You see something that is so clearly you in your soul. Your soul is the only thing you have to answer to. And I trust that You can, on a basic survival financial level, figure out ways to make this work so that you can pursue your dreams, understanding completely that that is a loaded, loaded task for so many. However, if your parents are unsupportive of you, you can love them and support them and know that their opinion on this matter is not going to affect the way you live your life. You report to you. And that's it. And it's hard and there is emotional, you know, umbilical cord cutting we get to do. I did it this year, last year. I'm 29 fucking years old and I did it, you know, at the age of 28 last year where I realized that it doesn't matter if my parents support or not or don't support a decision I make. The only person that matters is if it's in alignment for me. So I think Glennon Doyle says this, and I'm going to paraphrase it, but if you have the option of disappointing you or somebody else, you disappoint somebody else every single time. So I hope that helped. Okay, that's all for today. That was so fun. I think I'm going to do more of those. Those were really, really rad. Those were, I don't know, it's nice to hear what you guys want to hear about because sometimes I think of topics that are on my heart, but hearing what's in the collective community's heart is also so powerful. So I hope that was fun. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would share it on your stories. Tag me at Scout Sovel. A five-star rating always does it for me, and a beautiful review would 
make my day. You guys are incredible. I am so grateful for this community. I hope this episode brought you value, joy, fulfillment, a new mindset, all the things. And for those in the Mental Health Made Challenge, I will see you in my email inbox and on my Instagram close friends. Love you and have a beautiful day.